Welcome back to the Purpose Beyond Post podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Diamond. And today, my co-host and I, Augustina, will be interviewing Duran Bowie, who's the founder of I'm a Movement, Not a Monument nonprofit organization, and he founded it in the spring of 2012. He's an active community leader and was troubled by the state of the youth in his community. He realized that the key to a successful future for our society lies in the hands of the younger generations today. Drawing from his own life experiences, having come out of an impoverished conditions as a child himself, Duran knew that education and encouraging hands to help guide children towards reaching their true potential are key elements to uplifting the youth. He made it his goal not only to help young people, but to raise awareness in our society by shining a spotlight on the issues and to seek out support on behalf of the youth. I'm a movement continues to spread the message of hope within the community as it sets out to expand across the nation. So without further ado, we would like to introduce our guest for today, Duran Bowie. Hello. There he is, Duran. Holla at your koala. (laughs) wow thank you so much for coming on i'm so excited to have you on hello hello and this is augustina our other host augustina this is duran hi duran how are you what up though what up though what up i love this energy This is, the, this is the fitness guru, right? This is her, yes. <laughs> How did I mean? The Instagram queen. I started yes. following you when MD took over my IG one time. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. That's right, because I was managing like the Instagram, the social media for his like organization, and he might, we started following you back then. Oh, yeah. great. I need to you, follow you, probably- you back. You probably, sure. you probably get like yada and you'd be like, who is this saying yada? <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> I already told her, I said, he speaks another language, so you'll learn it really quickly. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I oh my love God. It. Amazing. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. We're so excited to talk to you. I feel like it's been a minute since we talked to you. Hey man, I'm excited to be on your platform. It's called Beyond. What is it be called? Beyond Beyond Purpose. the Post Podcast. Beyond the Post. So break this down for me. Give me <laughs> what the Beyond the Post is about. Because some people think it's like about sports or something, which I didn't even understand that. But so it's basically, you know, people come on explaining like their purpose like their mission beyond just like their social media posts so like what is the purpose beyond what you do you know just kind of like that's why I like podcasts because you could go deeper and explain you know your mission and what what your purpose is I love this I love this this is Mm -hmm. a great one oh thank you thank you (laughs) Of course, I thought of you. I was like, I got to have Duran on here. He's the best. You're very inspiring. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up, how you got started, where you're from? Oh, 
synapses in depth about your boy. So it's your boy, Duran Duran, the host that gives the most. I was born in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. It. And I was raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Chicago and in the house. You feel me? Side town, <laughs> south side to be exact. Wild hunnids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, with me growing up with my impoverished family, like we were, I was first generation of a lot of things. So I was first generation to walk the uh, stage of high mm-hmm. school, first generation to go to college in my family. Mind you, my family's been in uh, creation since the 60s, 50s. So for me to be first generation 70 years later, this is a problem. You know wow. What I'm so with me understanding that, I, and I grew up in an all-black area. So like with me growing up in an all-black area, I went from an all-black junior high school to an all-white high school. And mm. I got the best of both worlds from having that, um, that versatility. Because like the white people were able to show me like, hey, and they didn't call me Duran, mind you. Like I went from a high school, junior high, where they called me Duran. To a high school where they started calling me by my last name, like, "Hey, Bowie, how you doing, Bowie?" <laughs> I love, I love your last name. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, even though I pronounced it wrong, I said Bowie, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, Bowie in the water. <laughs> we are not on a boat, Morgan. We are not on a boat. <laughs> yeah, we ain't booing in the water. You know what I'm saying? But I, mean, I, I stay dripped up though, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I got a lot of versatility. So the versatility that arise me helped me see past my uh, my environment. Because like when I was 16, honestly, like I thought that you automatically get your license at 18. I didn't know that you have to take a permit class and do these processes. But due to the fact that my peers were doing this, I was able to have that exposure. So now right. I know how to arise myself, even though my mom may not know how to arise me because of my peers. So mm-hmm. it was a blessing just to be able to have these opportunities that come my way because of my sports capabilities. So as I'm going to this all-white school, I'm arising. I'm also seeing my peers that are still my friends in the black community not having that eagerness towards college or not mm-hmm. having that eagerness towards, like, elevation at all. So I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, this is really weird how this area is so <laughs> successful on secondary options, but my community is just focused on tomorrow. Like, we don't have a a six, seven month, two year plan. We're trying to get out of tomorrow. And mm-hmm. so with me understanding that when I graduated high school and I started moving on in life, I realized like, man, this has to be fixed. Like this problem in our black communities have to be fixed to where our kids have to have secondary options. So with me going to college, me passing out on college, me being an entrepreneur, I was like on a tour. So I actually like raised enough money, made enough money in my own pocket savings to be able to do tours. So the reason why I called it a tour is because I used to be like in the same hotel as French Montana, city to city. So if I'm in like Miami, he's in Miami at the same hotel I'm, I'm in. I come over to Chi-Town, he in Chi-Town in the same hotel. I said, man, I'm on a tour just like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Should I call this my tour? So I was doing summer tours independently on my own, just going city to city, her turning up. And one day I woke up and I said, man, you're spending thousands of dollars doing this for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't equate to nothing mm-hmm. but a, a drunken night. So let's change this money that you're spending in the, in the club and on these trips and call a lawyer and start your nonprofit. And mm-hmm. I, that's exactly what I, I love did. that. I love that. 
It's amazing. And you know what's crazy? Actually, not too long ago, I was talking to a friend of mine um, that I thought had started a nonprofit because I was like, you know what? I would love to get into that. But I feel that there's so much that goes, you know, into putting together a nonprofit. And I've done a little bit of research and congratulations on that because I know that it takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication. Well, it, it does, but in, in the theoretics of it, you're the you're the fitness guru right now, right? So when you're <laughs> the fitness guru, you have the skill sets and the accolades, which is called a lived experience. So with your lived experience, you're able to dedicate that skill set to people and change their life in that. And so, like, let's say for instance, your for profit makes like two hundred thousand. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to pay Uncle Sam, right? So right. Instead of you paying Uncle Sam, exactly, you start this nonprofit. And you start dedicating hours into the community. And that's all, uh, it's called an in-kind donation. So now you're spending your time giving back, but your time is valued at 200 an hour. So that 200 an hour, you put that in a donation towards the community. You put that in a budget of a quarter. You're probably spending like 20 hours in that community times 200. That's the price point that you're getting back in a donation. So now you're not having to pay Uncle Sam you're able to give back to the community directly versus paying Uncle Sam and letting him choose how he wants to spend your money. And that's why when we are done potting, we're going to talk about all that too. God <laughs> is the greatest, you know what Because I'm saying? Because taxes, oh my God, I know nobody likes to pay taxes. Especially in health. And then ideally, because you have like, you sell products too. So uh-huh, if you sell uh-huh. products, like you can say like every 10 products sold will help a mom get a, 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 a mom who like has kids who can't afford this. I'm giving her a single training camp every 10 products sold. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I, I learned a lot from you too, because when I heard about your program, I was like, Oh my God, this is what I'm so passionate about is just the youth and everything that you're doing with the tutoring program and everything. And it's, it's really amazing and you are like there with the kids and you you just have so much that you put into it which i love man if anything i gotta applaud md man like md oh. is amazing like so she's very educational mind you but oh. the, the beauty of md is she's adaptive and like her adaptiveness allows her to be able to integrate with her kids and her students versus needing to spend three weeks getting used to them like md's able to come in on day two and like they're already family (laughs) that's amazing you're gonna make me cry i i met some of the most amazing students working with your program and that's why i wanted you to talk a little bit about because you have so many different elements to you know i'm a movement but you have the no mind left behind tutoring program which (gasps) is what I was involved with. And I just, it was one of my favorite experiences I've ever had because you have such amazing energy and so much passion about these kids and really making a difference. And when you're with them, you're so present. You obviously have the best energy and they can feel that, you know? And I think one of the biggest problems with education and the youth is that these kids can tell that people don't have that energy 
you know, sure. and if they yeah. are around adults that are just miserable or they, you know, they're always, you know, giving them detention or not giving them, you know, the resources that they need, they can feel that. And with you, you bring so much to them. And so why don't you talk about uh, the, um, the No Mind Left Behind tutoring program? Let's go. Great. So <laughs> I, would, I would love to even start out. How do we get that name? So yeah. that name came because when we started this tutoring program, it was just a free tutoring program. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so our our employees, the first year of the, the employees, they came up with the name and they were like, you know, we want to call this no mind left behind because when we assess our children, our students, if they're in sixth grade, they're in a fourth grade reading and math level. And so the reason why they're in that fourth grade reading and math level, because when George Bush was in uh, presidency, he created a No Child Left Behind act. Yeah. So the No Child Left Behind left their mind behind because they kept getting pushed forward grade after grade, whether they passing the state test or not. And so when you really care about these kids, it's their mind that they have to be picked up because if you want to be a student, in order to be a student, you have to have confidence. In mm-hmm. order to have confidence, you have to know what you're doing. And so we have to pick their mind up and elevate it to the grade level so they can compete, which is school. School is all about uh, even level playing field. If you look at the way schools are made, like the bylaws is implemented so kids have an even level playing field. When they turn 18, they're mm-hmm. not ostracized in, into society. Yeah. But at the same time, in the, the theoretics of our educational systems in the hood, and not even in the hood now, in California, it's so piss poor. You could go to a private school and they still are underdeveloped because the public schools are so behind that the private schools are not competing on a level to where they have to even compete. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the private schools are still disservicing our students in California because the public schools are so far behind. But with me understanding this, that's what made me be more like, I got to turn this up especially in the city of Inglewood, because the city of Inglewood is called, is labeled city of champions. And how can you be the city of champions filled with gang members killing each other? Mm -hmm. Uh, Black families being kicked out because of stadiums. You know, Latinos are like, you know what I'm saying? Even though they're like looking like they're striding. If you look at the stats, Inglewood is below poverty, not even, not even at poverty level. We're below poverty level. So if we're in the city called city of champions, we're below poverty level. There's no after-school resources. We got to step up and step out. So that's mm-hmm. what I straight up did. And the first year I ran this program, I didn't even know it until I hired an accountant because I was doing it straight out of my pocket with no donations. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's I amazing. I worked out $25,000 the first year out of my own money. And that's how I went broke. Because I, I said, God damn, that's how I went broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was six years ago, right? So six years in the making of me doing that, I actually went broke three times doing it. But today, I can tell you guys that we just got the CalVIP grant, 225000 for three years to tutor 75 students, which will give us 75000 each year allocated per student, which gives us $1,000 per student to implement, not just tutoring, because the tutoring is going to cost them $650 for the school year. So that means we have $350 left over per student to implement mentoring, which I used to pay out the pocket to do all this. So now 
I'm having people give me thousands of dollars to right. do this. Now I also raise thousands of dollars to be able to do this. So we're not only going to have 75 students, we have 75 students in the West by West Athens area, 50 students virtually, and we have a private contract that we're working on for 30 students. <laughs> that is wow. so amazing. So you've been doing this for nine years now. 11. 11. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. I love it. I love it. it started really... from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> from the bottom, now the whole team here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, and I and I remember where were we tutoring when I wait. So I have a question. How did you guys meet? You guys met tutoring? No. So the tightest thing is, is so one of my um, biggest donors invited me to this high end uh, fundraiser because they wanted to show me like this is how you do it. D, you need to be doing stuff like this to really Mm -hmm. change lives. You ain't mm-hmm. changed lives with 20,000, 30,000. You need hundreds of millions. So right. they invited me to this high-end joint, and MD is turning up at the tables. Because <laughs> <laughs> MD is a hustler, yo. Like, uh-huh. so MD is not like, even though like people like say, oh, she may have it all and everything, she gets it on her own. She grinds. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So like Thank whenever you. she has high-end, she earned that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And behind the scenes, that's how I met her. She was grinding yeah. and we just like a, a mutual friends like, yo, I feel your vibes. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes. All you had to say too. And I remember meeting you when you talked about this program and I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly, I've always wanted to be involved in something like this. Because when I moved here from New York, I remember I was like, I want to teach in Compton. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I really did. That's what I told everybody. I was like, I'm going to get a teaching job in in Compton. I'm going to, you know, like Freedom Writers. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Freedom Writers. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite movie ever. And I was like, that's because it's more to me rewarding. Yes, absolutely. And I enjoyed when I was tutoring for your program more than any teaching experience I've ever had, even teaching in a classroom setting, because I could see how much that these kids appreciated what you were doing for them. And they, you make such a difference when you're able to work with them in these small groups and get to know them. And they just loved you. And it was like such a good experience to be a part of it. You know, it's a trip apart. uh, So that squad right there, yeah. Um, like we've had three kids go to college already. Wow. Um, it's like crazy. Like that group of kids that we worked with there at Rogers Park with Team Dream. Yeah. Them went to college already on scholarships. Wow. Uh, other ones are this year. They'll probably have like eight more go to college on scholarships. And so then their, their younger team that we were tutoring that were like in first, second, third grade. Yes. Those kids are now in high school. Wow. What? <laughs> It's crazy. I I remember teaching the younger ones, and I'm like, oh my god. And young now Zuki, young Zuki looks like Wookie in them when we were when we were tutoring them. Zuki, well, who was oh. a baby, is now looking like his older brothers. Wait, we have to tell everybody. Okay, so when I was tutoring with you, what it? So what's the name of the team that they all played on? First of all, that 
they're called Team Dream, and Team they're Dream. based out of Inglewood, California. Yes. Yes. And that's the ball. And so we would tutor these kids that were on Team Dreams in Inglewood, and there's a set of brothers. And what is the names of the brothers? Because people don't believe me when I tell them. I'm like, yeah, I'm tutoring these kids, and they're all brothers. It's two. What? They got the they got the Ookies. So it's, <laughs> their dad's name is Pookie. Pookie Wigington. You know what I'm saying Pookie, Tuki, and that's the tightest thing. So if you look <laughs> at the alphabet order, that's for the age of them. So it goes. No way. Yeah. How? So Pookie is the P. Uh, you got uh, Tuki, Snooki, yep. Wookie, Zuki. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Could you believe this, Augustino? When I heard this, I was like, there's no way that this is real. And this is they, real. They're an amazing family. Like, those kids... They're all like the hardest workers. They're all love basketball. Their dad is incredible. I mean, I loved meeting them. They are amazing. Man, honestly, they have. They're like what you what they set the bar. So they yeah. they set the bar for what society should have their kids like because you know brother Pookie is working hard on his kids to make sure that they're leaders and he could pass them the throne. So mm-hmm. he's making sure that his sons are on point for that next level, whether it's basketball. Or shoot, he made it to college for basketball and still became a businessman. So just because yeah. you make it to college and basketball doesn't mean you're gonna make it to the NBA. So yes. you gotta be prepared, you know what I'm talking about? But that's like, see, that's one of the tightest things about this nonprofit logistic is like if you really have a passion and a care, it's not a for-profit or a, there's it's not anything that we can't do. Like the zoo, the San Diego Zoo is a nonprofit. All those animals that come there are donated by people across the world. Mm-hmm. Your ticket that you buy to go to the San Diego Zoo helps pay for the lights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like nonprofit industry is amazing. And literally the top 40% of companies are nonprofits in the in the Fortune 500s. Yeah, that is very true. It's crazy. It really yeah. is. And you did another, you do a lot of amazing events that you put on, um, like the back to school event. Did you, were you able to do that this year? What, I know- man? You, are you slipping on your pimping? You, <laughs> yeah, your show's called Beyond the Post, and you ain't looking at the post. <laughs> I know you did. I saw it, but I wanted you to talk a little you bit about me? the back to school hey, because- hey. You know, your boy is named the, the host that gives the most. So I didn't just do one back-to-school event. We did two this year. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. incredible. Because yes. I was there. That was Wait, I want now. to see. Wait, what is your page? I want to look at it right now while we're talking. It's, I'm a movement. I am a movement. So on Instagram, I'm a on movement. On Instagram is the same? Yep, on Instagram, it's I am a and then the word movement. Got yep. it. Everybody follow I'm a Movement, Not you a Mind. Empowering today's youth programs for academic success, leadership, and mentoring. And as you can see, okay, we look here. August Wait, 29th. I don't think I'm on the right page because it says Brittany. Okay. Yeah, no. you you went you went to you went to the, you must have put in I am and then a movement or something. But it's I am a yeah, I like, am a movement. I'm a movement. So let me spell it. I am a. And then the word movement. And then movement, yeah. Oh, so not a movement. I'm a movement. It's like how the black folks say it. I'm a. 
I'm a movement. Oh, I'm a movement. Yes. yes. Like, I'm a movement. <laughs> yeah. I got you know it. Me? Yes. So you can see here that you had on September 3rd, you had the back to school bash. Right? Yep. That was so I partnered up with Pack Project and um, the Corner Store LA. So okay. The tightest thing is, is like people come to me and they'd be like, D, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And instead of me like orchestrating it as if it's my event, what I've done is I like to help people be great. So I'll help mm. you put together your event. I'll help you put the resource behind it, all of that. And we'll call it a partnership. You know what I'm saying? Until you're capable of independently running this on your own. Mm -hmm. And so I hooked up with Pack Project and Corner Store LA and we did the second one at the Beehive. The first one I did I did the first one with the Lions Club of uh, Inglewood. I also yeah. teamed up with the National Lions Club of like all of America. I also teamed up with the government, you know what I'm saying? And the government came down because they have com community liaisons that they like to come in now and they like to put a portion of their national budget into local things that they can actually like be a part of. And I'm like, what the heck? How did y'all find me? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I remember I went to one of them a few years ago and you had backpacks, all the, you know, school supplies and giving everything away. But and you, it was you, you went to the joint, you went to the joint joint where we like had all the tents and everything set up at we set that part. So I could give you an in-depth um uh story about that. So yes. we started that at, at Westchester Park organically yes. because we found out on labor day you don't need a permit to do an event so we mm -hmm. just organically started pulling up and it got so big to where westchester's park uh and rex reached out to us directly and said we're gonna partner with you and tape off the whole park for you guys so the event that you came to that was a mm -hmm. permanent event that we got that like the parks and recs of los angeles made sure that we had because the event got so big <laughs> that was a big event. I was shocked at how many people that was a lot going on, but it was amazing because you had so many, you know, supplies and everything. And it was, it was really great to see that. Come on. So, you know, on the 27th, 28th, 29th and 30th, we're having another Halloween hunted house. So like, you know, in California and LA, especially like Halloween is a big theme. Like we have Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland, Universal yes. Studios that is doing advertising all across the city. And for a parent to pay for that in these times, they can't, they can't right. afford it. Yeah, so kids are like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't get to go to that. Like it, it kind of like alleviates their lifestyle. So mm -hmm. we do this for free. Like we, and we put on, like, you can see it on the Instagram page, too. We got that from last year on there where we went out there and turned up with the community. And yes. the funny thing is, is, like, I found out how to get funding for these uh, programs now. So we already got 5000 But instead of me just going after one 5000 I'm also telling all my co-parts to go after the same grant. So now, instead of just having 5000 to give back, if you get the grant, I get the grant. Now we got 10000 to give back. It's <laughs> amazing. 
It's amazing. Yeah, I've seen this grow. Like, I feel like over the years, it just keeps getting better. And you keep learning more and more how you can, you know, do more with everything, which is amazing. Yeah, the the biggest act that I'm asking for right now is from the Clippers. I'm asking the Clippers to donate a million-dollar suite to us in their new new Mm -hmm. stadium because they tried to pitch it to me as a season seat holder, because I sit behind Balmer for the season seats. So they tried to, like, you know, they thinking I'm big time or something. They said, hey, man, we want to invite you to this high-end place and show you the suite. They didn't know, hey, when you show this all to me, I'm about to pitch you my nonprofit's opportunities. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I me, love it. Pitching you. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing, though. You, That's – I love it. And you did the um, Thanksgiving – uh, you have a whole thing for Thanksgiving. Talk a little bit about that, because that was an amazing experience, oh, too. Man. And I was yeah, yeah, you did come out to the Islam Kizzle a couple times. I See, did. Be a part of all the, hey, you've been a part of this damn gangster. You've really been in it. You've been in it to win it. So um, we do every year. We Not only do we service the community and give them, like, Thanksgiving dinners, but we also have a chef cook turkeys and sides and all that for us and as volunteers we all come together and we plate the meals and instead of us you know just having people come to us we go on skid row where they're underserved and they're they need they need a Mm -hmm. hot meal on thanksgiving but not just that our volunteers that come with us some of the parents in our tutoring program will bring their kids and they'll, they'll show their boys like this don't this watch where you want to end up because as a teenager you're hard to listen to your parents you're having you a hard head you got you know what I'm saying you you know it all so yeah. these parents really want to bring their teenagers out there so they can see it firsthand this could be you, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah mm-hmm. no that was I that was a really great experience too even for me and just seeing. Yeah, there was a lot of kids there that were helping get all the food ready and deliver the meals. And uh, Augustina, you know, Asia, Asia came and helped us, too. She was there and she came and gave out Thanksgiving dinner, too. That's so awesome. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, it's just such a you do so much good. And you you the the real deal like that. That's the PlayStation. But the real deal is the toy festival. Oh, yeah. The toy festival is the PlayStation of them all. And when I say the PlayStation, I mean the play. You know what I'm saying? saying? Because we got so much game. It's PlayStation, baby. Yes. uh, But, yeah, so our toy festivals are amazing. And it it goes up. Like, during the pandemic, I did seven in one year. Seven toy festivals in one year. Like, that is so awesome. But this year, uh, we're going to do one huge one. So we're partnering up with the Crenshaw Mall and like 10 other organizations. And we're going to shut down the Crenshaw's Mall parking lot and a portion of the inside of the Crenshaw Mall. And we're also shutting down the back end of Rosalita. So that's going to be all activity stations. But this is probably going to be like one of the biggest back to, I mean, uh, toy festivals in L.A. this wow. year. Wow. 
Wait, that's incredible. And when is that? Do you have a date for the toy? December twenty third. That's the Friday before Thanksgiving okay. before Christmas. December twenty third, Toy Festival. Okay, that's amazing. And I'll put I'm gonna put information for everything you're talking about in the um episode notes too, so that people know how to get involved with this because it's so amazing. You do a lot, like the you have a game truck, photo booths, food, all that stuff, usually at your toy festivals, right? Man, we are turning up. It is I so love much it. stuff there. <laughs> it is, uh, we even have magicians come. Magicians come and do magic tricks for the kids. Oh, wow. Yes. I love it. So let me ask you a question. For anybody that's maybe listening, any parents, and they would like to have their kids involved, how what's the easiest way for them so, to be able to get involved it's so awesome the craziest thing is we have a waiting list already of 80 students wow. for the tutoring program okay so all you have to do is just dm us at okay. I'm a movement or you can hit me up at duran bowie at i'm a movement.org and that's mm-hmm. my email address and holla at me tell me what you need tell me how we can help you because one thing I'm learning, right, is tutoring is only one specific thing. Mm-hmm. So now that we're growing, I don't want to miss the student that doesn't want to do tutoring. Because that student that doesn't want to do tutoring, he might get picked up by a gang member because I only offer him tutoring. So how about if we offer more than tutoring? So that's what this year is all about, is mm. bringing multiple services to our students to where we can give them a choice versus them just choosing whatever they want to do. We want to give them a choice to where it's like, if you don't want to do tutoring, come to this intro to media at this site. Or if I you like come to intro to media, come to the game night over here on Friday. And mm-hmm. it's just all that. about having all these integrated systems so we can keep our kids off the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that you did some a beach thing at Dogwiler Beach too. That was... That's- so, that's the, so that's the fireest <laughs> thing about life, right? Is if you put your mind to it, you could do it. Yeah. I did an egg hunt at the beach during the pandemic because it's wow. like, you know, you can't be in an inside facility or something like that. But yet and still, these kids need something. And if you look at that video, you can see how out of shape those kids were from mm-hmm. running because it's a pandemic. And during the pandemic, all they were doing was in the house playing video games on Zoom, get off of Zoom, eat bad food. So Mm -hmm. their intake was so low that when we did this outdoor event and it was called I'm back outside egg hunt because we put them (laughs) out. I'm bringing them back outside. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And it was so crazy to see them kids out of shape like that. And I'm like, damn, this pandemic is affecting our fitness of our youth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Because these kids will just sit in front of a screen all day and just lose their mind. And then it just fries their brain. Um, you can also see it in the in difference of stats and school attendance now, because like certain schools are under enrolled now. So like oh, Crenshaw yes. High School, who which is a famous high school, they're mm-hmm. at like a sixty percent enrollment rate. Wow! <laughs> wow! They don't even have enough kids. Like last year during the football, they didn't even have enough kids vaccinated to play the playoff game, so they had to disqualify themselves. That's so sad. And and don't even get me started on the T 
teacher shortage. There's oh no. Oh my God! LAUSD is short 800 teachers. Oh wow! Because that, do you know that? So they're short 800 teachers, but now they're hiring. So like two months ago, before school started, you mm-hmm. had to have the the substitution. I mean, the teacher credential to be right. hired. Right. A week before school started, they were like, "Do you got a degree?" Right. Oh. <laughs> Fuck the teacher certificate, just a degree. Yep. Wow. It is crazy. There's the biggest teacher <laughs> shortage ever in our country right now. And it's, oh my God, don't even get me started on that because. Well, let's get started. That's what we're doing the most. <laughs> what we're doing this for. So it we can is. tell the people the in the real. You are an educator, MD. You need yeah. to be telling people why are teachers changing? Why are teachers, because in my perspective, I'm seeing that, you know, like a lot of teachers that were going to LAUSD, they had to live in like an hour away and drive to the city because they can't afford to rent in LA. Oh, yeah. It's it's the worst it's ever been. And people are not really talking. I mean, they're finally just starting to talk about it a little bit, but it's like it's. it's the worst time ever for education, I think, because obviously, you know, as teachers, you don't get into teaching for the money you get into hopefully make a difference. But it's at the point where these teachers, like you said, you can't afford to live in LA on a teacher's salary, period. And there's no resources. (laughs) The teachers that are still teaching are there because they just want to get a pension. They want to get their tenure and they're burned out. They don't have the resources. They don't have the time to, you know, connect with the students. And now they're just going to hire anybody. You don't even need to have a credential anymore. So what type of education do you think that these kids are going to get? And not only are they not qualified, but they just don't even want to be there. I mean, they're getting paid nothing. And it's like a first year teacher in California makes like something that comes out to like $35,000 a year. And it's, it's sad because it's such an important job and we do not take care of teachers in this country at all. And it's showing, and I think, you know, it has to get worse before it gets better, hopefully. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And you know what? I give it to you guys because it is such a hard job. I think it's one of the hardest jobs to, you know, mm -hmm. to teach the kids to be able to, you know, have the energy to keep them, you know, focused and involved and on the right path. It's, it's, it's tough, especially nowadays, you know, with social media and all the things happening in the world. Yeah, it's really, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm sure you've seen it too, Duran, especially, you know, even before COVID, if you're a teacher, most teachers are afraid to teach in an area like that, that where they don't have the resources, they don't have, and and that's where we need the the best teachers the most. We need good teachers that want to teach in these schools, that want to make a difference, but at the same time, they need to be taking care of these teachers, you know? It's just so sad. Oops. Hello? Did we lose you, Duran? Did we lose Duran? Oh, we might have lost him. I don't know what I happened. I think we lost Duran. I think we lost Duran. Where is 
Duran, are you here? Oh, it's uh, maybe his phone died. Oh, it looks like he we did lose him. It's we just did us lose now, him. Augustina. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was definitely listening to you guys. Obviously, I'm not a teacher, and oh, there he he's back. We Is he back? back? All right, we back. I thought I was talking. You guys couldn't hear me all time. That was oh that my was... gosh! No, we we lost you. We lost you. We lost you. Back. Yes, it's okay. That that what matters is that you're back. Is he back? Can you hear us, Duran? Oh no! Oh, I wonder. No. I know. We're having some technical <laughs> difficulties. Bear with us here on the Purpose Beyond Post podcast where we're having some minor technical difficulties. Yeah. Talk right now. <laughs> no. Duran, are you he back? He is back. Alright, it's the people keep calling, man. Oh. Stop calling my phone if you're on this podcast right now. Don't call me. Oh. You gotta tell them. You gotta text them back and say, I'm busy potting. I'm busy moment. potting. He's a pod star. We won't keep <laughs> you are longer. It's the passion that we have. Like how MD was sharing, it's our passion. So when we come into these kids' lives, it's not like we're like, ah, oh, man, I gotta go to work. I come in like, yada, da, I get to be a part of these kids' life. This is a blessing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's how we have to, because this is a team. Mm-hmm. Us and the kids are on the same team. So mm-hmm. if we take the mindset in like a losing team, we're going to lose. Because mm-hmm. it's yes. like, ah, oh, we got to go to school today. Ah, oh, man, we got to go do this. But like championship teams, they don't take the game like that. They be like, let's go ball out. This is our strategy. This is how we about to do this. We got teamwork. We got morale. We up. Amen. And, and that's what we want to bring to our youth is giving them that chance to change their dynamics. And unfortunately, though, like, so, like, if we're on this, if we're going to talk, we're going to talk. So yeah. Ideally, in our in our stats, when you look at the black male, um, he does not, he's not, he's not uh, aptitude towards education. He doesn't care mm-hmm. about education, unfortunately. And this mm-hmm. is like on a statistical grammatics of mm-hmm. like, if, but if you look at the bus outside of his hood to a white school, he's the number one student. <laughs> wow. And the only reason why mm-hmm. I know this is because last year I did a six month report on the black male with Pepperdine University. And how we did this report is we looked at not only the black male, we looked at the black, white and Latino male and female student body. And so with us looking at these black, white, and Latino student bodies, and we're seeing the stats, we're seeing that the stats in the hood are just crop, like just pure BS. Like, why, how, what was the point of going to school over here? But then when you take these kids out of these environments and you put them in a melting pot environment where they have a chance to get out of their community, it's amazing how they rise up. Now, another uh-huh. amazing stat in the hood that we where we harp on is the gang banging. So in 2020, 97% of arrests were civilians. 2.6% of the arrests in 2020 were gang violence. So how is it possible that we live in a city like LA where PNB can get killed in the middle of the day, right? Uh-huh. Still nobody, nobody stopped that murder yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How many, do you know that right now, if you look at the deaths, 
uh, of last year compared to how many people were arrested last year, it'll be like 20% of the people that did the murders got caught. <laughs> so like 80% of the people that's doing murder out here aren't getting no trouble. So if you think about it, as civilians in the hood, we can easily get pulled over and now we're arrested. And this is how 97% of the stats say the civilians are arrested versus gang members. And this is a problem in our community because if, as a young black male that's walking down the street, you are going to get targeted. And when you're getting targeted, if you're 17 and you get arrested and now you're 18 with a, with a criminal uh, background, how are you going to apply yourself to society? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're, mm-hmm. not, you're, you're not, you're not uh, like infused in education, you have a criminal degree, you know, you might not even have the vocabulary verbiage to qualify yourself for these jobs. So this is where it's so important for us to start dedicating more time and programs into black male secondary options, which is why I created something called the value experience. Yeah. So the value experience is dedicated for 500 black males to cross the bridge to brotherhood versus falling off the bridge to niggerism, because we have too many people in our community that want to be put on like they don't they don't they've been raised in this turf mentality to where they want to be like a gang member and you know like some of them when they sign up for that and they get brought to that dark side they never come back you know what i'm saying right. they weren't raised like that their family didn't have them like this but their environment shows them this is the only way so uh-huh. they did whatever they did now you look at them in their eyes and they gone you like damn Joan, you didn't used to look like this two weeks ago what happened to you it put yeah. me to tell you I got put on and I'm doing bullshit at night. <laughs> so they, they're not they're not properly programming themselves. And so in our communities, that's why I'm moving forward and I'm building bigger programs outside of the tutoring program because our our it's, it's, it takes more than just tutoring. You know what I'm right. And that's the thing, too, that I noticed. I mean, just even teaching and when I was taught in an ED classroom, like with emotionally disturbed students, these kids, you can, as a teacher, you can only make so much of a difference, right? Like academically during their school day, when they leave your classroom, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, there's so much outside of the classroom that affects these kids. And I think there's not enough options out there for kids that need something outside of school that need some somebody to hold them accountable and to be there for them and to mentor them and that's Mm -hmm. why I love so much what you're doing because it's not just tutoring like you said you you provide them with that like stability and support so that they they feel like they have options outside of you know getting caught up yeah you know what the most amazing part is why they don't have these type of programs? Because mm-hmm. when you put the budget behind it, it's yeah. like $150 per student a month. So how many people are donating that type of money? Because like to help 500 black males at $150 a month in a mentorship, it costs half a million dollars in a, in a, a six-month span to help them at, at that type of budget. Who's raising that type of funding nowadays? <laughs> right. There needs to be more of it, though. You know what I mean? They're really because it's such a big problem and people don't talk about it enough. And I think they need to. Well, well, I think that these opportunities like this will help us 
you know, spread the message and spread the word to where more organizations are starting to get donated to versus Black Lives Matter being donated to millions. Like they were getting like $3 million a day during the George Floyd. Uh, yes. Yeah. So if you think about it, like now, uh, uh, two years later, they came out and they said they stole nine million. They um, not only did they steal nine million, the woman bought a house in a white area. <laughs> like, oh and she hires wow. like, white people to do Black Lives Matter work. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. what's going on here? We, right. we gave you millions of dollars to say Black Lives Matter. Not only did we put millions of dollars in your organization, now we actually created a new grant category called BIPOC. Mm-hmm. When is it ever in the world? This is where I have a problem with this stuff at. Because when has it ever been a, a grant out there that says you can only be white to get this grant? Yeah. And now they have these BIPOC grants, which is Black Indonesians, uh, Black Indian uh, uh, Indonesian people of color. Like this mm-hmm. is a BIPOC grant. But what is what qualifies you as BIPOC? Right. Right. <laughs> So it's like, this is a smooth job that they're putting in place. So now anybody can come in and steal the money, but they're saying we're giving it to specific people. But in all reality, there is no classification for a BIPOC organization. It's so crazy. Yeah, it, it really is crazy. And a lot of people just don't even know this stuff is it, like is going on. You know, people aren't really educated on it. Or they just turn a blind eye to it because they don't want to, you know. But the crazy thing is, look at the funding, like the funding mechanism. So you have Harvard. Do you know that Harvard has a bigger um, surplus uh, bank account than like Google? Um, Like they're literally bigger than Google. Like these colleges, these these high end, amazing colleges that we're a part of in our community that are nonprofits as well that we paid thousands and millions of dollars to for our kids to go to, they have the biggest bank accounts in the world and they are not doing anything with them. <laughs> you know so what I'm saying? crazy. Yes. It's so sad, honestly. Man. It is crazy. Well, Ain't nothing to it but to do it, man. But I, I, <laughs> I know my gangsters, man. I know you guys got a timeline on this PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? What is like <laughs> our timeline? <laughs> on this playstation i can't believe we've already been talking for 48 minutes i could talk to you all day because you have so much to to talk about and i want to know everything about you know the programs that you have and the events and everything but i was thinking because i i remember you had something just i'll ask you just a few more questions and i'll let you go but you had something that was called the gauntlet are you guys still doing the gauntlet? The, the program? gauntlet. I just secured a location for this year for the gauntlet. That's crazy okay. that you said that. Holy crud. Yes. The gauntlet is fire, you guys. So it's a four-quarter program that gives kids exposure to secondary options and elements of careers. Like how I was first generation. So with me being first generation in my household, I didn't have the chance to be exposed to careers or opportunities to meet people that were in um, career-oriented environments. Mm -hmm. So the gauntlet is broken down in four different quarters. So the first quarter is business, second quarter is environment, third quarter is society, and fourth quarter is science and technology. So Mm -hmm. three of the quarters we do throughout the school year, and the fourth quarter we do in the summertime 
to keep our kids okay. safe and sound in the summer in a, in a uh, fun zone. So what the reason why it's called the gauntlet is because we take six groups of kids from six different schools. And the six different schools are from different environments. Once we put them in one environment, now they're competing against each other, which mm -hmm. makes it a gauntlet. But instead of them competing in a sport, uh, like, because some kids, they might not be good at sports. So right. this gives that student a chance to be still competitive because not only do they have to have individual points as far as br bringing things to the weekly challenges, but they also get team points as far as participating, their team winning the weekly challenge. And we total all those points up at the end of the quarter, and we have a first, second, and third place for the teams and first, second, and third place for the uh, individuals. So we're keeping these kids enticed and tuned, but we're also giving them exposure to secondary options. Like it, both of y'all can come in this year and be a part of the gauntlet on your professionalism. And how I would do that is so like a, a professional is coming in, giving their time. I would work with you the week before you came in and we would create a challenge for our students. That mm -hmm. challenge is according to what you do. So for you, uh, Augustina, like you do like fitness uh, challenges, right? Yeah, you would ask each one of those uh, teams to come up with a curriculum that would help you challenge your clients. So now they would come up with a fitness curriculum that you would be able to, you know, what I'm saying, and we would, as a ju as judges, as judges, we would tell who's first, second, and third. I love it. I love it because it gives them exposure to different careers, and like they can see what they're passionate about because. You know, in school, we don't really give kids opportunities to do stuff like that, which is why I love the gauntlet and everything else that you have that gives them opportunity to, you know, try out different careers and and, and be a leader and, and have all those team building skills and everything. And I think that's awesome. And, 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 and then on top of that, it also gives them a shortcut to the mentor. So mm -hmm. let's say, for instance, that this kid really likes this. Now they're tapped in with a mentor that can hold their hand until they're at a certain horizon. But that not only does that uh, be compatible, now that mentor has an intern because that intern can come right. in and work with that, uh, that professional on the weekends that they have available. And now they can have an intern showing them what to do, but they have help. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and for talking to us you are amazing and everything that you do is incredible there yes, needs to be more people so like you, know, you yes and just so you know i know morgan you've been super involved with this but i would love to get more involved with this yes let's I go really 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 i was listening to everything you were saying and i love everything that you're doing and I love the concept behind everything and I think it's so amazing you know I have an 18 year old and a four-year-old so I know how important it is for kids to be guided in the right direction thank the lord for the lord and thank you guys for this opportunity be hey, the podcast is called to be exact the purpose beyond purpose post. Beyond post. <laughs> the purpose beyond post. I think that this idea is amazing. I think this podcast is dope. And if mm -hmm. I could like implement any idea for you guys, I would like create like a trending post 
and like that should be like the top of like the Izzle Kizzle. Like when y'all open up, like man, did you see this crazy post? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bust that down. Yes. And that will get you guys like the juicy audience that wants the BS. And then you can go into like the the the, the you know what I'm saying the topic of the person who actually talking about they post. Yeah. Yes, I love that idea. Look at you, always helping everybody be better. I love it. Come always on, thinking outside the box. Yeah, this that me, man. God bless y'all. Keep on being amazing. It's your boy Duran Duran, the host to give the most. We <laughs> out here turning up for the community. I Beyond love the post, it. Keep on doing amazing things. MD, keep educating. Augustina, mm. keep on getting them buns tighter. Working <laughs> it out, baby. I see it. And, and, and I'm getting because... into real estate on the at the end of the year, so mm-hmm. we have a lot of more things coming. Yes, we do. But yes, before do. you go, why don't you tell us where everybody can find you one more time, so they yeah. can follow your Instagram and they can see what you're up to and they can look at your website. You know, you can follow me in my skin. You can follow me in the streets. You can follow me where I be. <laughs> and you can follow me at imamovement.org. You know what I'm saying? That's I-M-A-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T.org. You can fo- also follow us at I'm a Movement. That's on Instagram, I-M-A-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T. And you know what I'm saying? If you know me, you can call me. Holla That's at me. Right. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And I'll put all your information in the show notes too so everybody can find you and get involved. All right. Now, God bless everybody and keep on being amazing. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so you much. Too. All right. Yay. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>